1: Daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 18th of September 2023. The Australian share market fell today, the S&P ASX 200 down 0.7% to 7,230 on the day, which was Michelle Bullock's first day as Reserve Bank Governor. And central banks are really at the forefront of minds of investors around the world. So for more on that, along with today's market implications and what he thinks about China's economy, I spoke with Raymond Chan. He's the head of Asian Desk at Morgan's. Raymond, the share market's taken a bit of a tumble today with tech stocks leading to declines. Why is that? Uh, the tech stock were weak on a
0: report that the Taiwan TSMC um, had asked its major supply to delay the def- delivery of uh, high-end chip-making equipment. Of course, you know, TSMC is one of the biggest chip-makers in the world. Uh, that suddenly lead to uh, a bit of, uh, skeptical after a good run in a number of, uh, U.S. tech company. Um, and this tech sell-off, uh, also led to, uh, the border-based, uh, sell-off as well, because, you know, we had a good week last week. So it's easy to see a bit of profit ticking on any negative news
1: um this week is a big one for global central banks we've got the u.s federal reserve meeting this week we've got the bank of england also meeting um michelle bullock the new governor of the reserve bank of australia starts her role as the governor from today what's the market now feeling about the direction of global interest rates i mean are we are we expecting to hear from these major global central banks that potentially interest rates have peaked for example
0: Uh, We are very close to that. Uh, that, that still be, you know, could, could still be one or two rate high, you know, for, for most of the uh, central bank. However, the feeling as compared with same time last year, we are certainly toward the end of, uh, the, the tightening. Uh, the important point though is, you know, uh, will the central bank hold the interest rate uh, higher for longer. Uh, that is yet, you know, that's still debatable. Um, most central banks, you know, when we hear from the governors, uh, they are all saying we would rather, they would rather see the interest rate to remain at high level uh, or at the current level for a long, longer period of time. However, if we look at the inflation figures of the world, they are all, uh, picking out. So, um, there's a good chance, you know, we may see the end of, um, uh, rate hike cycle here
1: what about china though um i think there's been a lot of optimism about china over the past week which flowed through to share markets particularly here about a potential inflection point in the nation we know that the um speaking of central banks the chinese central bank has also started injecting some more stimulus as well in terms of lower interest some some lower interest rates um there do you think china's finally turned a corner
0: i think it's closer is inflection point um Only just a few months ago, you know, the the market, all the economists are very positive about the reopening of China. That was December last year or even, you know, January this year. Since then, all the economic figures from China are going downhill, you know, one weaker than the other. Uh, The reason we have seen, feel a little bit better uh, this time around is because the the August figures come out uh, better than market expected. Yes, there's still some area that lagging. However, the lagging factor is more to do with the, you know, pretty poor weather events in China and also, you know, some of the delays response. But overall, we see a much better trend uh, in China. Uh, however, you know, whether doesn't mean that you know the China is going to grow uh, very quickly from here. Probably not the case. However, hopefully, from what we are seeing on 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 the month by month figures, the market will start to get a little bit less bearish about China.
1: Still, though, I mean, if you look at the iron ore price, that's been going high over the past few weeks. I'm guessing some of it to do with that that positive sentiment coming out of um of China. Also, the oil price—sure, that that's been hit by the um, the the cut to supply by OPEC plus members. But what does it all mean for commodity prices? Is this you know, this slight pickup in what we're seeing in China? Absolutely. Uh, start with uh, the iron ore.
0: Iron ore is incredibly sensitive to the Chinese economy because China remain the biggest single uh, global buyer of iron ore. So any good news or at least some relief from China we see iron ore price bounce back. If we look at the iron ore price, it has gone up something like um, 18, almost 20% over the past four weeks. And if we look at the port infantry, which I think is very important in China, the iron ore port infantry has gone down from a peak of 145 million tonnes back in March to today, uh, 113 uh, million tonnes. So that's a, that's a drawdown of inventory which showing a good level of consumption in China. Most are saying, you know, yes, the Chinese property market is still soft. However, with this drawdown in um, iron ore inventory, what it means is we think the manufacturing uh, activities actually pick up in China. So yes, on one hand, property is still weak, but on the other hand, the service industry are doing slightly better. The manufacturing uh, industry are doing slightly better. So that even it out. So looks like a gradual and slow recovery, uh, from the Chinese economy.
1: How does that flow through to all of our iron ore producers?
0: Uh, to the iron ore producer, we think that's a good news, uh, for us. Um, you know, uh, uh some of the biggest iron ore player are all listed, uh, on ASICS. You know, we have BHP, Real Tinto, Fortescue. On a smaller end, we have the like of, you know, uh, Champion Iron. However, if we look at the iron ore player, they are, or they are not the same. Some are lower grade, some are higher grade. Um, uh, uh, I, I think, uh, as a basket, I think, uh, all iron, iron ore player will, uh, catch a bit, um, because of the uh, better sentiment. However, among those, I think BHP will do, uh, better than the others because they are more diversified, not just on the iron ore and also in terms of grade you know the iron, the grade on iron ore are quite good uh, for BHP as well and remember BHP has one of the lowest costs. it is one of the lowest cost producer in the world uh, the iron ore price yes it's peaked at $229 as we speak you know it's trading around $120 per tons however BHP is still making 67% margin on its iron ore and the iron ore business account for a bit over 50% of uh, BHP business. So I think, you know, uh, BHP as a diversified play should continue to benefit, you know, if iron ore price stay at where uh, uh, we are at the moment.
1: And we've seen some weakness in the Australian dollar over the past few months. There was a slight pick up with all this good Chinese news coming out as well. What are the implications for the Australian dollar?
0: Uh, very good uh, question on the Aussie dollars. Um uh, over the past, I think, 20 years, there's three things really uh, impact the Aussie dollars. Uh, the first thing is the interest rate differential between the U.S. and Australia. Uh, second of all is the commodity price. And number three is the U.S. budget deficit. Now we are seeing uh, better commodity price uh, and the commodity price may continue to gone up a little bit from here. However, we still have the headwind from interest rate differential because the Fed and the RBA cash rate still almost 1% difference here. Not in our favor. And the la- last but not least, we have the US budget deficit, which likely to actually to improve next year. So uh, out of the three factors, two of it still against us. Our fair, fair value on Aussie dollars against greenback is around 70 cents. Uh, we see... Uh, a bit of, you know, yes, better commodity price, but the upside potential for Aussie is still limited as as we speak. That was Raymond
1: Chan there from Morgan's.
0: This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation.